Welcome to another episode of the Seminar This is L. KB. Hashtag feminism. African queen. African queen. Three black black Where's the lie? Hello, world. Who that for? Who that for? Hey, hey, hey. Don't be a hater, Shug. It is not becoming. It is not becoming. Ain't nobody a hater. I'm just, I'm still 38. So, I mean, I ain't part of the 40 crew yet, but I'm on my way there. So, you're missing out. Just wait. It's great. (laughs) I'm 40 and fine and fabulous. Thank you. Okay. How was let's let's first ask you how was the party for you? Honestly, I had a great time, but I will say this: like the only negative thing is that I was not able to eat all of my food, and it was really good, or all of the food, I should say. Why? Actually, people wanted to take pictures and do all this other stuff, and my cousin was like. Well, get ready for when you get married. That part is like a wedding. It is. Yeah, I was about to say, let that be a lesson because our wedding planner had to stand in front of our table to give us 15 minutes to eat because she was like, if not, people's going to keep coming up to you. They want to talk and congratulate you and take pictures and you guys won't be able to eat anything. So we probably should have did that for you. Not thinking about it, but. I heard somebody did do that for her, but that's another story. Go ahead. Really? Well, no, because Suge wanted all the deltas to take a picture. And I was like, can y'all just give me five minutes to eat my food? And Suge was like, no, we have everybody here now. That was not me. That was actually your other line sister. Because I was like, okay. But one of your other line sisters was like, no, we need to do this now. So I fell back. And I'm not going to say who it was. I'll text you. It wasn't me. But it wasn't. It was not me. I was like, okay, respect. But somebody else was like, no. So I got vetoed. Tell me how you gonna veto somebody that's not the birthday girl. Well, listen, it happened. Right. It happened. Let me just tell you this. When I had my wedding, I was so hungover still. And the wedding went until 6 p.m. That I couldn't eat. So this wasn't an this wasn't an issue. But yes, you have to make time. So for everybody that's listening. Um, L had a I'm gonna call it Harlem Renaissance party because I want to yes. go with black people and, That's and, and slash Gatsby. I called it Harlem Renaissance because I sung um Cicely's blues and everything. So that's that. Anyway. Uh, that's Miss Seely's blues, ma'am. But, you know what? I'm you trying to be helpful. I'm just trying to be helpful. I'm trying to be helpful. So people know what movie we talking about. That's all. You the only help. one. They knew what I was talking about, even if they I didn't say it right. <laughs> Did you know what she was talking about? Exactly. <laughs> oh, this is embarrassing. What? How you didn't? Oh, whatever. I was like, you said Miss Cicely is Miss Seely. That's why I was like, who? But I was gonna let it go. Cicely, Seely, use them context clues and figure it out. Okay. Everybody, I mean, you know what I was talking about, didn't you? Well, that's what. Well, I did, and that's why I said the correct name so that our listeners would know. But also, I, I do want to say the other thing I thoroughly enjoyed was that everybody understood the assignment. So can I say that? 
because I definitely asked people to dress up and dress accordingly and everybody came in and looked very dapper not everybody oh don't do it Jesus (laughs) Uh, not everybody I don't know who who the guest was I'm not gonna call them out but let's not do that on the recording 99% of the people understood the assignment Thank you. In any event, y'all all look good. I'm very thankful that no one had on really like the same color as me. So I was very happy about that. But all in all, I had a great time. It was a great weekend. I am exhausted. I am done peopling for a while. That sapped a lot of energy out of me. Yeah, I was so comfortable without the mask though, yo. Like my my nerves is bad. I'm just like, no. I'm taking a COVID test because. My nerves are bad all the time. Anyway. Well, so how are you all feeling? So I'm good. I was going to say, well, speaking of COVID, um, unfortunately, the news came out today that DJ K Slade died after a month-long battle with COVID. So apparently he'd been in the hospital since December and he passed, I think it was on the 17th, so a couple of days ago. So kind of and sad about that you know he had a real big effect on the hip-hop world so please believe like although the requirements and everything are being relaxed that COVID is still very real it's still here people are also starting to reverse some of their mass mandates we saw that the numbers were going up in Philadelphia so they were the first major city to kind of rethink things and their mass mandate is now back into effect and And I'm happy and I'm happy I know you are. Thank you, but, Phil. Um, <laughs> and then they were also going to relax the mask restrictions for traveling, but that is going to be in effect for another two weeks. But I honestly think that masks while traveling are probably going to be here to stay for a little while. I know me personally, I will continue to wear mine just because, you know, you're sitting on an airplane with so many people, it's recycled air. So I don't think that's a good idea to, to take off your mask while you're traveling. but. COVID, it's still a real thing, and I'm trying to schedule my fourth COVID shot. Um, it's time for my my booster, so. Yeah, and I think, too, you know, we, we know these cases are rising, like you said, and it's just, it's just mind-boggling how people are, like, just so relaxed about this. I think in DJ K. Slate case, I'm not for certain, but allegedly, he may not have been vaccinated. So that was like the recommendation around you still need to get vaccinated, et cetera, et cetera. Like people think this thing is a joke. I literally was at, you know, Elle's party and and some comments were being made like, oh, well, they told us we can take our mask off. They tell you to go jump off that bridge. You're going to go jump. And at this point for me as a healthcare professional, me and the CDC got some questions. I have questions for the CDC. So I'm not really looking at their recommendations at this point. I need to see the you know, literature, et cetera. So I am not, I'm not even paying attention to that. So, you know, do what's safe for you yourself. I mean, again, things were making me nervous. I think I'm just not ready. I think I'm gonna be like this for a little while and I'm gonna go with it. So, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and go back inside and just, you know, I was like home today. It was like, whew, not around nobody. Like I felt relieved. So I'll just leave it there. So two quick things. One, KB, like technically we, the three of us have been around people for like the last two weekends because we did travel together. We'll probably have to highlight that on the next show. But I just have a crazy question. Who was DJ K Slay? 
him. Don't say that to me. I'm sorry. Should I know who okay. he is? Yeah, you should. Because even one of our guests is making a face, and that's but, my first Like, DJ K, are you, like, yeah. okay, I know you're serious, so I'm not going to ask that question. But just know he's legendary. He's been in the business. I think they said he started at 16. He's 55. Oh. DJ K plays on the radio in New York. Like, he's a major figure. Like, everybody knows. Okay, now everybody, sub L. But anyway, as a fellow DJ, like, we know who DJ K Slay is. So when I saw the news, I was like, shit. You know what I mean? So that well, was. I'm sorry. So he's basically been around. Like, he's a legend, kind of like Sugar Hill Gang. Like, Okay. Yeah, so he, he's not Sugar Hill. I don't think he's Sugar Hill gang. Oh, he, he worked with like Shot Rock and people like kind of like an early hip hop pioneer. Not that early, but yeah, like if you, if you are a hip hop head, you have heard that You've name. Heard of Case so, yeah, like he, he, he signed the Papoose label. So, you know, Papoose, oh, my yes. husband. Yeah, okay, very good. Okay, thank you. I just need a little bit of context. Thank yeah. you so much. It's fine. That black car be getting tapped like ever so often. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. What I'm going to do is talk about the birthday girl. And don't be sitting about talking about, oh, you travel. Yes, I do have to travel. I travel for work, but I also travel for pleasure. But I, I am very cautious on my trips. We are getting closer before we go, before we come back. Like, I know somebody's like, oh, but you always traveling. No, I'm, first of all, I'm not traveling as much as I used to. And when I go out, y'all see, I be having on goggles. I look crazy. I right have the table down, all of that right good the stuff. Table. I'm doing all the things, okay? Saying, right, but I was just saying in the sense of that we have been peopling and have been around people. That's nah, not like them people, with, just like not with no mask. I don't be around them people. Okay, KB. I'm ducking and diving like this. <laughs> I mean, but to her credit, that's a good thing because they're also saying that the case is starting to trend up again. So now there's a new variant called BA2, which is on the rise in the U.S. So again, we're not fully out of the woods. I know most of us are tired of it. I personally am tired of it. So sometimes I will wear a mask. Sometimes I won't, depending on the setting. I feel like if we're in a larger setting and people are more spread out or if we're outside I'll probably take it off but if yeah. we're in close quarters I'm still kind of like I'd rather be safe than sorry because as far as I know I never caught COVID but I do know people who have had it so yeah, and, and and just for clarification it's not a new variant it's a sub variant of Omicron so just so everybody is okay yeah. so yeah for sure but anyway that's that you do what y'all gonna do but I know this stuff still out here so don't get close to me that's all I'm saying I'm straight it's real we got you KB gotcha all right well and a bit of good news uh we wanted to shout out Misha Williams Holiday for being drafted by the WNBA. So she is the first player from an HBCU to be drafted in the WNBA in almost two decades. So, Are you for real? yes, it yeah. is a thing. So, I mean, as, cra- story first. Yeah. as crazy as that sounds, the WNBA or, you know, even most basketball programs, they have a tendency not to look at HBCU players. Like we saw that with football, we see it with basketball. So, Deion Sanders is really trying to change a lot of that. So, you know, with her coming from Jackson State, and I want to say she was the first player from Jackson State to ever be 
drafted. But yeah, I was shocked by that statistic too, like almost 20 years. So when we were on FAM's campus, that was the last time somebody got drafted. That's a damn shame. Well, congratulations to Amisha. I hope she does really well and maybe we can go see her play sometime if she comes to wait does Baltimore have a WNBA team girl no like we don't even have a basketball team like we (laughs) because isn't that like correct me if I'm wrong and especially our guests we'll introduce you guys in a second but like isn't it that the teams that have an NBA team also have a WNBA team if y'all just want to like nod your heads and say yes I want to say I don't think that's necessarily true Um, I don't know as well I know very little about sports but I know um um, for whatever reason the WNBA isn't as popular as the NBA like we know that though unfortunately the public just isn't interested in women playing sports like for whatever reason but um although she got drafted it's still kind of like the statistic is that only 42 percent of draft picks don't make the roster so she might not even make it to the team so we'll have to to keep following her but I thought that that was a phenomenal story and then also she's a mother so at one point she had dropped out of school and um, her coach convinced her to come back to school and give basketball another try so she had like dropped out of school and was just kind of you know trying to figure out life but she was three months pregnant and the coach kind of provided a support system she came to Jackson State became like this breakout star player she's won like all of these accolades since she's been on the team and now hopefully she's going to the WNBA so shout out to her I thought that was a really dope story you know I said you know I was saying before like Deion Sanders really is you know, putting in another whole look on HBCU. So, you know, as a fellow HBCU grad, like we are, like, I'm just excited about this opportunity. Fantastic. But also she's, so for the people that don't know, she was drafted by the Indiana Fever and she's 6'4". Ooh. I should get some tickets for a WNBA. I don't think I ever watched it. I've never been been to a game. Yeah, I've never been to a game. You oh that's right, Shug. You weren't here. KB, you remember? Oh, I went with you. I went one time to that game with you. We're let's see, maybe when Indiana plays uh DC plays the Mystics, yeah. go to their game and support. I like that idea. I like that. I'll be on the lookout. So we have to talk again about Will Smith because unfortunately Oh Lord. I know, I know, but he's still in the news. He's still making headlines. And apparently, I guess people thought that because he's banned from the Academy for 10 years, which, well, I'll talk about that in a minute, how I feel about that situation. But in any event, that's really, I'm curious. That really has, so, okay, let's talk about it. I'll get to that in a second. So Will has been banned for... 10 years for not attending the award ceremony. Right. He can still be nominated. Mm -hmm. He can still win awards. He can still win in whatever category he's nominated in. So thinking of other people, specifically men who have done wrong, and maybe if I could be devil's advocate before I sort of say what I'm going to say, Maybe the difference is, is that Will actually did something at the ceremony, right? Like maybe that could be the argument. However, when you think about Harvey Weinstein, 
when you think about Kevin Spacey, I'm not even going to say Roman Polanski's name because that idiot has flown, has fled the country, is never coming back to America because as soon as he steps on American soil, he's going to jail. But in any event, all of these other people who have done crazy things and not just crazy things, but have been found guilty in a court of law have never been banned from the Oscars as far as I know. Yeah, well, I think with Will, I think they had to make an example of him because I feel like they fumbled the situation even when it happened. So I think now the Academy is trying to recover because they know they fumbled and they've been caught in a couple of lies since the, the news broke. So I think, although I think 10 years is harsh, I was expecting maybe three to five, but- I was expecting three to five because he like, had to keep his Oscar. Did he really lose? He got to keep his Oscar. So to me, and he didn't get nominated. Still, I kind of feel like even though he's banned, it's not really going to be like a real hit on his career. Who is it a four-hour show? Because like she said, one, nobody really watches the Oscars like that anyway. Two. Um, also he could still be nominated for awards, but I was like, you know, okay, historically there's only been, Denzel is the only black Oscar who, the only black actor who's won more than one Oscar. So I was like, he got his Oscar. That's probably going to be the only one that he wins. And then Wait, also, he win one for Ali? no, he got, I think Will might've gotten nominated, but he didn't, um, no, <laughs> Denzel is the only one that has two Oscars. I'll be back. You go fat check. We all got to go crazy about it. I just want to make sure we are giving out accurate information to our oh, listeners. Go ahead, Elle. Go ahead, Elle. Right. But you know, I, get away. But go ahead, tell her what it is. Yeah, but I feel like it's more of the academy was like, we effed up in this instance. So we have to do something to let people know that a serious crime happened and then also too we'll get into this later so in his thank you speech it was very kind of telling that you know will apologize to the academy and everybody else but he didn't mention chris rock so he didn't apologize to chris until the next day with that kind of like very crafted whatever like statement that he issued so i feel like a lot of it is people covering their basis so will smith i don't think he's canceled it's just kind of like nobody really knows what to do with him right now so that's why people are kind of like very hands off but i did see this article where it's saying that he's flooded with work offers after being banned for 10 years from the oscars but essentially the only thing with that is is that he can't vote so it's like who cares? Like, okay, he might be able to vote on future projects for other people, but you know, the Oscars don't really give it to minorities anyway. So that's why I'm kind of like, okay, if Will was strategic, he could take this opportunity to kind of work on another type of platform. So, you know, we have like the BET Awards and other things where we celebrate our culture and people who are making noise and doing things like that so i would like to see a black version of the oscars where we celebrate our people and we put people on a stage and we shine light so I yeah go ahead. 
Sorry, now we talking about Will Smith and Jada Pickett Smith? Yes. We ain't got to Jada yet. No, no, no. My thing is that Will Smith has always operated, in my opinion, I'm going to say not always. He has been operating within the social structure for quite some time. So are we expecting him to go black? I'm just asking the question. I mean, maybe, but then also, too, Will and Jada were boycotting the Oscars at one point because of the whole Oscar so white shit. So then it's like, we finally give you the Oscar, we give you the opportunity, and you show your ass in front of the world. So I think that was another reason why they had to be so harsh with, we gave it to you, and you assaulted another Black man on national television, so we're going to have to... We're going to have to sit you down for a little while because you came on here doing that nigga shit. Go ahead, L. Okay, so a couple of things. So one, I stand Wait, L, we are not using that word. Go. Why not? Because we got guests? Nigga shit. Let's call a thing a thing. Beloved, absolutely. So I'm sorry. So first things first, Suge was right. Will did not win the Oscar for Ali. He was just nominated in 2002. So thank you all. Number two, I really don't think that the Oscars cared that he slapped another black man. Like I like I don't because that punishment was no punishment. It, it wasn't no punishment. I don't like, think I, they I don't think they care, but it was definitely like we have to do something. And I also feel like it was harsher because like all of the things that you mentioned with Kevin Spacey and Harvey Weinstein, like the things that they've done are way worse than Will Smith slapping somebody. Like they were doing things over a number of years. So I really feel like it was just, they had to do something to react because they fumbled the ball in the moment. And then after they did their investigation and all of that, that's when, that's when all the stuff came into to play but we're kind of getting off topic because we wanted to bring on guests and bring in men into this conversation because I posted something on my Facebook page and I was not expecting like all of the comments that it generated but I'm very wait sure you always get the shit started like Listen, I want I you to stop acting like you don't know I did not know but I mean like this whole Will Jada thing and their relationship dynamic so the reason why I posted it and let me make sure I quote this correctly but the reason why I posted it is because I see like all of this pushback on Jada and I'm like, uh, I might not agree with the dynamics of their relationship. And I do feel like it is kind of toxic in certain aspects, but I still maintain Jada did not make that man go up on that stage and slap Chris Rock. So Thank that's you. why you. that's why I was like, I'm really interested to see where all of these comments and, you know, Jada is toxic and, you know, he needs to divorce her. He got to get rid of her and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, eh. so, but, you know, we had some people who had some really interesting thoughts and conversations because I'm like, I really want to understand the male perspective on Jada and what they think she should have done in that moment. Um, so basically somebody else posted this and I just shared it, but it said the number of women defending Jada Pinkett's behavior toward Will Smith is proof. Many women today define a relationship simply as being able to abuse a man. So I was like, did she abuse him? Like is Will Smith being abused? And I thought that this was a very, 
I thought this was a very good topic because it's kind of like, okay, this is showing us that, you know, men and women, specifically Black men and Black women look at things completely different. So I want to understand the male perspective of this and like, is Jada bad wife? In your opinion, what should have Jada done, if anything? But why do people, like people are really raking this woman over the coals and I'm kind of trying to understand why. Because the only thing we saw was that Chris made the joke, the joke bomb, and Jada rolled her eyes after the joke was made. And then it was like, Will initially laughed at the joke. And then all we saw was he got up from the table, went on stage, slapped Chris, came back to his seat and was like, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. So that's all that we know. But we have two gentlemen here who we are happy to have as guests. So guys, if you could please introduce yourself to the audience and we want to really dive deep into this topic because I'm honestly very intrigued by what you guys think and what you have to say. My name is Glasgow Bart. Um, I want to say thank you for allowing me to be on this panel. And uh, when I got the invite to talk about the whole Will Smith and Jada uh, incident, um, I had to kind of think to myself, we're in week four already. So it's kind of slowly blowing over, but I just to kind of think to what actually happened at the Oscars. So from my perspective, I didn't get a chance to see the Oscars. I got everything on the back end. I started to see all the social media blow up and ask, did Will Smith actually slap Chris Rock? So then I had to go back to it. And when I saw the smack, I said to myself, well, initially, if Will Smith doesn't say, keep my wife's name out your effing mouth, everybody would have thought it was a joke. Because mm. initially, Will Packard, the producer for the Oscars, he actually thought it was a bit. So I thought the same thing, and I thought it was a joke. And then I saw Will Smith react the way he did. I was like, okay, it's not a joke. It's serious. So I want to say first and foremost, I grew up watching Will Smith through the whole sitcoms of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when he made his... Uh, Independence Day blockbuster movie. Uh, Jada, when she was in Set It Off, she started her career out in, um, in a different world. And from that standpoint, you know, I love both of them. They were just great for, for, for the black culture, being young and married and just being a great couple. Um, I think if you dissect everything that took place from my perspective, um, what was wrong? What was wrong because in, essentially Chris Rock is in his work environment. So the Oscars, to him, that's his work, work duty station. I'm taking it from a perspective where if I'm at the workplace and then there's two men, black men at the workplace, and then one black man slaps the other black man at the workplace, you know, that's basically like you assaulted someone at the workplace. So now we're looking at legal ramifications. So essentially, Chris Rock, he had the opportunity to say, okay, this man just slapped me in front of 20 million people, right? How do I approach this? He didn't call the police to take Will away, which they, he had that option. He didn't, he didn't ask for Will to be removed, which he had that option. He had so many different options, but he took the high road to say that, you know what, this is my brother. I'm not going to do this. But on Will's side, Will was protecting his wife, so to speak. For me, a lot of folks, and I've argued this point where he was being chivalrous. For me, it was misguided chivalry. Because 
Nobody knew. Look, I didn't know Jada had alopecia. And when I looked at her head, I'm like, look, women that carry that, that buzz cut, I'm thinking there may be a medical condition or it's just something that they might, that she's doing because it's empowerment. But I did not for one second think it was alopecia, you know? And Will felt that in his mind that his wife is already in pain dealing with something that she never thought was gonna hit her. He took it upon himself to not go with reason, but to go with irrational emotion. So his irrational emotion took over reason. And for him to slap Chris Rock was wrong. And in that instance, there's so many different videos that came out. Jada, you think that a woman in that, in that place would have stopped her husband to say, you know what? We can discuss this at a later time. We can either pull the producer to the side and tell him we felt real disrespected by the joke and he needs to apologize publicly. He could have pulled that after the show. He could have, there could have been so many different scenarios that did not involve Will Smith going up there and smacking Chris Rock in front of 20 million people. It was so many different scenarios. But when the dust settles, Will makes the apology the next day because he regrets it. He, he, and now the ramifications of the slap, it's like, okay, well, you have one side that's stating that, okay, Will just, he, he, he did the slap to protect his wife and he should be commended for that. And then the other side is like, well, you know what? Jada was actually laughing when, after Chris made the joke, like, oh shit, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. Jada was laughing at that. So now we see that video come out and now we have a different view of Jada. Like, this is really some toxic stuff here because instead of us, us seeing that she's trying to console her husband, we got Denzel Washington coming over. We got Tyler Perry coming over. We got Bradley Cooper coming over. We got three men, two black and one white, coming over to console Will Smith when it should have been the wife. It should have been her stating, you know what? I appreciate what you did. I'm sorry. And just have that discussion at a later time. But the way it panned out, you know, we can't go back because honestly, this makes a great ethical discussion in any ethics class. Like the fact is, is that what is chivalry to a man? You know, um, chivalry is having honor, having integrity, having ethics, right? In that moment, Will thought that he was being chivalrous as a man by protecting the honor, the name of his wife at that point in time. But in rea reality, for me, it's misguided chivalry. It's not, it's not the way he, that's not the way you're gonna protect someone if they're in danger. And she was in no danger. The G.I. Jane joke was lame, okay? And when I thought about the G.I. Jane joke, I thought about women in the military, women proving themselves worthy in the military. That's all I thought about the joke, nothing else. I didn't think about it was a dig at Jada, but Ultimately, that's that's my two cents on it. A quick question, class. Do you think that the heat that she's catching, do you think is well deserved? And do you think that table, that red table need to go to hell? What you think? Well, I'll say that Will and Jada have a lot of their bedroom antics already in the public eye. Yeah. So because of this information, we already developed biases. So because of the biases that we already have on Jada and Will, and particularly more Jada, because I've seen folks talk about, yeah, Will stepped out, Will did this. Look, I haven't seen not That's one his. single person said that I did this with Will Smith, not one. 
But then the young kid, August Alsina, and and Jada, when August did the interview with um Angela Yee from Power 105, she had to kind of get ahead of the curveball. And then she had Will Smith and again going on basically humiliating her husband to acknowledge that, okay, I stepped out, but we were separated. But the thing about it is, is that, you know, you were, you already put it out there on front street. If you're in a relationship with someone and you, if you're having problems, the best thing to do is just keep your stuff in house. There's so many ways to work on your issues without trying to get third party information. And there's a lot of third, we're like, we are considered third party information to them because we're not in their circle. We don't know what's going on. Everything's all based off of theories and off, off of hearsay, but ultimately they've been together for 25 years, raised three kids, combined income of $400 million. They're doing something right, but their personal stuff is overshadowing what they have built thus far. And for me, it's, it's more or less not to beat down on Jada, because Jada has raised two kids, you know, and those kids have become stars in their own right. But we're kind of looking at it like, okay, now what are they going to do next? We're waiting for what they're going to do next. If Will stays with Jada, that's his business. If Will decides to stay with Jada, regardless of what's going on, that's their business. Everybody wants to say, you need to divorce her. She's toxic. But at the end of the day, they're still married. They make the decision if they want to if they want part ways or not. Right now, Will is radio silent. Jada is still doing events, so that's how the relationship is. I call it rich people problems. That's what they got. I when they move it. on a year from now, if they're still together, great. If they get divorced, no shock. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. All right. Well, so already told Will that she's not divorcing him. I, all right. Well. Well, I'm sorry. I know situations change, but yeah. I get the All right. So, Damon, I have a question for you. So, okay. we never talk about this. So, in your opinion, like, because we always talk about abuse from the lens of the woman. Like, we always mm-hmm. see women being abused physically, emotionally, however, by men. So, in this situation, does this look like it might be a little bit of manipulation or emotional abuse from Jada? Because I've been seeing that comment come from a lot of men. So just knowing what we know, and as it's been mentioned, you know, with the whole entanglement with August and some of the things that Jada has said about Will in the past, is this kind of a situation on the outside looking in where it's like, this is a toxic relationship like what are your thoughts on this whole situation yes um thanks for having me so from the outside looking in i would say that this is a form of emotional abuse going towards will see emotional abuse is subtle and you can tell sometimes with emotional abuse by how your partner speaks emotional abuse is not always speaking in harsh words you know loud it just can be little subtle forms of disrespect. For example, like going on national, the world to let you know I slept with my son's best friend. Like if you look at if the tables was turned, if any man said that I slept with my daughter's best friend, that man would be looked at as the worst thing ever because you're doing two things. We know Jada has power 
you know, she's she's beautiful, right? She has this form of power. She used that to abuse her power a little bit to mess with a younger man who was probably head, head over heels for her. So yes, it's emotional abuse to me because the way Will reacted out, in my opinion, that's a man that is unstable emotionally for to a certain extent. Because in my opinion, the way you protect your wife, your woman, your family, as a man is a managing, managing your emotions, right? So when things get chaotic, you hear things you don't like, if you think it's a form of disrespect, you manage your emotions so you still can make a sound decision in the midst of the chaos, right? Which also allows you to avoid consequences that can diminish everything you built, right? That's the real way you protect your family and your wife is to put yourself in a position, always think, what can, how can this affect my family and my wife negatively, right? So I look at the situation like, as a man progress in life, um, accomplish things, have family, kids, businesses, the physical part of your life usually diminishes, right? Somewhat. And what I mean by diminishes, as you progress in life, getting physical with somebody usually shrinks, right? Because you start thinking more and now you have the ability of the pen, you know, you can sue somebody, you can, you have the ability to talk more about it. Um, what he did to me was like um, class said was so-called shivery, but it was that old school caveman type shivery, well, you know, in my opinion, you know, many men and women has lo lost their lives. For example, road rage. You don't manage your emotions well and you think you're protecting somebody, but you're actually putting yourself in more harm. Right. Um, so, yes, it's it's a form of abuse to me because. I've been with my wife for going on 13 years. My wife know, know me well enough to know how to pull me back in when I get fed up out in public, right? She know how to say the right words to get, to get my attention. She also know what words and what things that would make me pop off, right? Vice versa, it's the same thing. The simple fact that she didn't even think to say, Will, where you going? They even asked that question to try to, because he was tunnel vision. Yeah, that's a form of abuse. You can't sit there and go on a red table, I guess, um, talk about all these things towards Will that you don't like what you did. You've never been in love. You still love Tupac. All these things, right? Then allow him. I'm, I don't want to say the word allow like, she physically stopped him, but not even say something to him when she seen him get up. Something. To me, that's a form of abuse. She, I think, yeah, abuse in that type of way is subtle because you're not even using the correct words to make him feel appreciated. He feel like he have to do that type of shivery, the caveman act to protect you. And actually, he did more harm than what he thought he was doing. So in my re in my opinion, that is a form of abuse because if the tables was turned, if I responded like that to my wife, going on a national stage, talking about what I did, what I really don't love, I didn't really want to get married. I'm saying all this thing. Then I see my wife get to a situation when she's not controlling her emotions and I kind of like just sit back and let her self-destruct. To me, 
That's a, some type of form of abuse. It's just abuse that we're not used to seeing. Usually uh, physical abuse is the main thing and high profile emotional abuse, like, oh, you would never find nobody else. Or you're ugly. Nobody else wants you. But that's abuse. It's not like that all the time. Uh, I think somebody said the lack of showing emotional support is a form of abuse, too. And I agree with uh, class. It's like what he was doing, he 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 did manage his emotions healthy. And usually when you don't, it's usually a bad consequence. And I think as a man, that's like very, very important to be able to manage your emotions when things are chaotic because you do more harm to your family and your kids than actually yourself. Yeah. I think one of the important things you said that I just pulled out of, you know, your spouse in the Mm -hmm. amount of years that they've been together. I don't want to blame her. I I don't know. I'm still on this fence about blaming her, but I agree with you. You know how to touch them. You know what to say Mm -hmm. to kind of like, all right, because there's normally one rational person in the, in the group, right? (laughs) I'm normally not the rational one. No, so, she's not. So <laughs> not. We love you, but you're not. But that's why you get a spouse that is the rational, right? It's always that opposite. So that person knows what to say to be like, all right, KV. You know what I mean? Like, so I agree with you. I think that there could have been something done, but I don't I don't know. And I think her reaction afterwards in the clips of her kind of smizing a little bit probably didn't help the situation. She cast after he ran up on that stage and slapped him. Like she, she thought it was. I was like, dang it, girl, why'd you do that? You know, like. She thought it was hilarious. So the way I'm looking at it is, is it emotional abuse? Cause I'm like, even peeling back the layers and there's so many layers to unpack with their relationship. Like you mentioned, Jada said she didn't want to get married. Jada moved from Baltimore to Hollywood to be with Will. So I kind of feel like Will was ignoring a lot of red flags. And he also said that he has this ability to see somebody and it's like, I know I can create magic with that person. So I kind of feel one, Will was fresh off of his divorce with his first wife. Like, I don't even think they were fully divorced before him and Jada got together so i don't think guess they were y'all not gonna put that on jada they were done i'm not putting that on jada but there was also a conversation too from sheree y'all keep saying that it wasn't but it was either way it was still fresh because jada and sheree got into an argument sheree called the house and they had words and she was like bitch you living in my house and jada was like it's my house now and she hung up the phone on her right i remember but i'm not but, saying it was all peaches and cream from the beginning but what i'm you, saying is why y'all be knowing people lie like that because they put it out there kb <laughs> y'all remember this shit? they put it out there they put it out there But it's like they, I still feel like Will probably didn't take the time to process the ending of his marriage before he jumped into something else with Jada. And there were a lot of factors going on. Jada had left Hollywood. She bought a farm out here in Baltimore. Like she was kind of done with that aspect of her life. And Will just called her up and was like, are you seeing anybody? And she was like, no. And he's like, you're seeing me now. 
and she said, like a dumbass. Okay. These are her words. These are her words. Like a dumbass, I said, okay. okay. Right. So she ran along. Listen, pause. I'm sorry. Wait a second. Go because ahead. neither KB nor Shug can sit here and be like, if a dude who was successful, who was attractive, who also we feel like we had maybe had missed out on an opportunity to be with him before, then call us up and was like, do you have a boyfriend? And said those same words to us that we wouldn't pick up and go. Like oh, I'm not, I, that's, that's a very big no. I don't know about that because I'm not living certain places. But my thing is, is that Jada... I'm, but I'm a little different. I, but, is that you would take the opportunity to be with him if he did that. I think if you're not aligned to what I want to do in the future, no, I'm not. I don't care what you got going on. I'm very career driven though. So, I mean, you know, again, I get what you're saying though, Elle. I'm going to ride with what you're saying. Right. You're not going to put that on me. I think it also depends. Most women would say, yeah, okay, there you go. I like that. We can do that. But I think it depends on where you are. So, like, 25 year old me, like Jada was, probably would. 35 year old like, I'm asking, I'm asking questions at 35, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it depends on where you are. It's 40. In... Years, it's 40. No, no, no. We're talking about 35. About but I still like considering right. shit like that. You know what I mean? Right. But I just think that there were a lot of red flags with them from the jump. And I feel like they might not have taken the time to process what was happening because will said he was very jealous of her relationship with tupac so there are all of these things and then also to me marriage is sacred so you i might talk to you about certain things but i'm not putting all my business out there on front street because i want to protect my relationship i don't want to change people's opinions or views and honestly it's nobody's fucking business what goes on behind closed doors with me and my husband i mean to that extent like Yes, you talk to individuals to try to help, like when you go through situations in a marriage, you know, like, hey, talk to my homie, this is what's going on. But to the extent that she did, you know, that was some of the most secret things. And um, I have a question for you guys. Do you think Jada respect Will? Honestly, at this point, I don't think so. Yeah. I think the respect, it may be there, but she doesn't know how to show it. So some people don't know how to show it. They may have it there, but they don't realize what respect, true respect is. Exactly, KB. She disrespects him for sure. Exactly, KB. And I I believe that if you don't know how to respect somebody, abuse usually follow. Yeah, Yeah, abuse usually follow because you don't even know how the lenses of respect is to that individual. So re- abuse right. usually follow because any type of abuse is a lack of respect for somebody else, right? right? So even though she might not think she doing it and some people might not understand, like she's not abusing him. The simple fact she probably don't even know how to respect the man, meaning that it's some type of abuse that's coming out of her that she probably don't even realize it. And Will, the type of individual, he probably don't even know it. He probably think that's normal. You don't think no, he we don't know. Got, you don't think he know what he got after 27 years? I, I, think I don't know. I, I, I won't be staying there that long. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think she disrespects him. I think Jada has a way of telling her truth. Because I'm like, I'm all for telling your truth. But I think the way that she does it comes off as disrespect. So I'm like, tell your truth. But at the same time, I want you to take into consideration how what you're saying might 
make somebody else feel, how it might make them look. I will say, I don't know if I would call what she does abuse, but I will say that a lot of what she has said and done is very emasculating. And I know that's a very big thing for men. So I'm like, okay, there's a way to talk about these topics and create conversation and things, but you also don't want to make your husband look like a simp in front of the world. And I think she's not good at being able to do that. So I understand that. But I guess my question is going back to, I think it was Damon who made the comment about Jada's relationship or her feelings toward Tupac. Wasn't Tupac already dead once Will and Jada got together? Like, I don't understand, and maybe Jada keeps the idea of Tupac alive in their home. Of course, we don't know that, but I'm just trying to figure out how and why Will is jealous or feels threatened by someone who is deceased. No, he does keep him alive. Didn't he say the daughter wrote a letter to Tupac? Why does your daughter, your daughter wasn't even alive when Tupac was alive. So the fact that your daughter wrote some letter to Tupac saying, come make my mama happy or something dumb shit like that, allegedly, like, yeah, something's going on in the house that you talking about a dead man in such a way, I don't know. Like something's happening. My daughter doesn't know who you are. Right, but it also makes me wonder, like, was this a new thing? Like, how long has this been going on? Because also I'm wondering why did Jada and Will even get married in the first place? Like, did they only get married because she was pregnant? And yeah. Will I think that was yeah, that's exactly what happened. Because that was a catalyst, Jada, yeah. Their mom, um, affectionately known as Gammy, she was the one that basically told Will and Jada, you guys have this baby, you guys have to move forward and get married. So back with mm. what you stated with the Tupac Jada relationship, for folks that don't know or do know, Jada and Tupac, they went to school together in Baltimore. So they already had that teenage bond from there. And she was able to assist with her. I think her first job was on a different world. And she brought Tupac along um, in a few of the episodes. And essentially they just had a, a from her understanding, a great connection. It was more like love, friendship, not love. Uh, husband wife but when it got to that point where she felt that love of this person could be the one well will was already in the mix so it was kind of like okay i'm having a baby with will but now but i have these emotions with this person that's what jada was going through and obviously everybody knows tupac passed and you know her feelings are attached to that and essentially it's like for us on the outside looking in, we're thinking like this person can't let it go. But maybe in her mind, she's already let, let it go. We just don't know. But everything just kind of keeps up resurfacing where, okay, Tupac and Jada, I'm like, it's 25 years for, for Will and, and, and Jada to be married. I'm like, over time, you think about a man. But for her standpoint, it's like, where do you go from here? You're 50 years old now. And do you want to continue with Will? Or do you want to let it go? That's that's the decision that's in her mind. And honestly, it, it's it, it's just interesting to see how this thing is playing out. So I, I really don't know what, what the end result is going to be, but hopefully they both find happiness if it's together or separate. Yeah. 
Well, they, also, they're not getting a divorce. They no, said, they're not. Yeah, they but said, they, you know, what else they say now things can change. People change. I don't know. They, have, I they feel said like... bad marriage for life. So they were like, regardless of if I'm. And that in house, itself is sick. To Let's just think about that statement. <laughs> not let's fix the marriage. Let's not, let's not. Let's go get counseling and figure this but out. I think that they've done that though. Like they've gone to counseling. But together. clearly you need to go back. Need to clearly go back. you need to go back. It never stops. It never stops. Exactly. Never stops. You might be ongoing. Thing. It's not a one-time thing. Nope. But I have but I have a question for everybody too. I was thinking I wanted to know more so from Glass and Damon, but should also you telling me to shut up? Is that what you know? I let you ride two times your birthday. Well, I, I'm trying to make a comment. Oh, I've been trying to make a comment. Thank you. So my quick question is Glass and Damon mentioned this before in their statement say you both have brought up august alcina so that makes me wonder was will's attack on chris related to what happened between jada and august i love damon go <sighs> well we don't know we don't know That's but true. but what but, do you think right but when i think about how Men, I've been around all my life. I'm a man. I mean, to get up and slap somebody, you usually want to do that because you hate the, you, I don't want to say you hate the man, but you really want to do some physical harm to the man. It's something deeper than that. You know, so it's something inside of him and he wants to take it out on Chris. That's just what I think. Because men, when it comes to physical, uh, physical fighting, I mean, I don't see it. I don't really see it operating like that. I mean, we say some of the harshest things on the basketball court. I mean, we talk nasty towards each other. And we can dab it up after it's over with and everything. But usually when you see somebody get into a physical altercation like that or somebody bigger is attacking somebody weaker, to that extent, it's because he's either have a nasty viewpoint of that person or it's something else going on and he just was the guinea pig. Straight up. Because... Chris Rock, out of all people, to come in and have that type of attitude, keep your my wife's name out your mouth. I mean, it was just like Jesus, like Chris Rock, out of all people who have told some of the nastiest jokes. And I mean, for years. And that was the one that flipped you over. So, yes, it's it was something else going on with him, because from a man's standpoint, somebody say some stuff to me. I, the odds of me going up there and doing something like that to him or even getting to the altercation like that to me is is slim i'm sorry one more thing before glass goes what we have what i think we talked about in the last show but we have not said here is that chris rock actually made a joke about jada a few years ago at the oscars right. during the time when they were boycotting right so i'm also well i'm gonna let glass go before i finish my statement so, he is a comedian so, though so. Yeah, that's so, true the 2016 Oscars, and I remember it where Jada and Will were going to boycott because Will made concussion, which I thought was an incredible depiction of what was going on with the with the CTE situation at NFL. Um, Will didn't get nominated, so Jada, on behalf of Will and Jada, stated that 2016, the Smiths are not going to be at the Oscars. So Chris Rock had caught wind of the boycott, and Chris Rock was like, all right, so what, what do I do here? Do I still move forward with 
hosting the Oscars or do I stand with Will and Jada because they didn't get nominated? So Chris Rock, he cleverly made a monologue that was hilarious, that basically threw the Oscars on, under the bus. And at the same time, he subtly threw Jada and Will under the bus. He made the joke about, you know, Jada is boycotting the Oscars. And he stated that um, Jada boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. I'm not invited. So he made the joke and it was like, okay. So he went at Jada and then he went at Will and stated, okay, well, Will, he made concussion. It's unfair that he didn't get nominated. It's unfair. It's also unfair that he got paid $20 million to do Wild Wild West. So he shaded Will there. So do I think that that probably played a little bit into the slap? It, you know, it, 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 you just don't know. It happened we're in 2022. How are you going to remember a joke like that? And then all of a sudden, it's the same person. So in my mind, you know, it's been four weeks. So many different theories can be going around why Will slapped Chris. Is, was Will slapping Chris because he was slapping August Alsina? Was Will slapping Chris because he was slapping everybody that kept making fun of him over the fact that his wife slept with someone that is 20 years her junior? I'm like, is Will slapping his father, because in this book, he stated that he used to see his father beat up his mom and he felt like a coward. So there's so many different psychological aspects to look at why did Will Smith slap Chris? I'm gonna tell you right now, it's gonna make one hell of a Netflix uh, episode uh, or series because at the end of the day, Chris Rock is gonna benefit from the slap because yeah, he took, he, he ate that, but his bank is gonna be substantially higher. Will, on the other hand, he has projects that are on hold. He has Bad Boys 4 on hold. He has I Am Legend 2 on hold. He has Hancock 2 on hold. He has two Netflix series. They're, everything's on hold, not canceled. So he can still make these movies, maybe not in 2022, maybe in 2023. But I think what everybody was just trying to see, what is Chris going to do next? And Chris already stated in one of his comedy shows, um, out in California, he says, I'm not going to talk about the whole slap thing until, quote unquote, I get paid. So what does that mean? Does that mean he's going to sue the pants off of Will? When I hear I get paid and you just got assaulted, I'm like, OK, your legal team is going to handle that. So I think quietly, I think Chris will get paid quietly. It's not going to be something that's going to be out there in the limelight. But ultimately, he gets his check. He moves on. He makes his special. Will's going to bounce back. I follow Will through a lot of his motivational speeches. He, he has done a tremendous job with, with this six-part documentary called The Best Shape of My Life. The last part, which is uh, um, the, the last part, it deals with family. And for me, I saw his oldest son, Trey. I saw his ex-wife, Cherie. I saw Willow and Jaden. And he was just talking with those, with, with that core group, about family, but it was very eye-opening that Jada was not part of that. So do you want to read into that saying that, okay, it's all about Will and his family, but is Jada still part of that family that he's been building for, for his whole entire career? So I think Will's going to be fine. He is going to take some financial hits. Um, he's not going to lose any, uh, he's, st he's still the top actor in Hollywood. You know, he's like any movie he makes is between 10 and 20 million dollars. So he's still going to make that bank. It's going to be a little later on. I think right now his mental state is the biggest thing. 
Um, and on and on the other side, because I know we talked about well, Chris Rock. You know, he's yeah. a black man too. And I was seeing other folks looking at Chris like, you know, want to call him names. I'm like, you disrespect his wife. Like, he's a comedian. Okay, I think for the most part, when you go to a comedy show, and if you sit in the front row, you're gonna get roasted. I'm sorry, it's gonna happen. I went to the Baltimore Laugh Factory and uh, for Phase on Love. I was there, I got roasted a little bit. I didn't take it personally. I wasn't looking at trying to whoop his ass on the stage. I'm like, that's his job. I'm like, a comedian's job is to make people laugh. And sometimes if you're getting roasted in the front row, you're gonna have to eat that. And I think Will, at the end of the day, regardless, that slap was a manifestation of him snapping. He just, bottom line, he snapped. It happens, but that's why it's important to have reason. And Jada should have been reason for him at that moment. She should just grab his arm and said, not now. That's what, if anything, that's what a wife should do for her husband. If you feel that something is going to go astray, you got you to gotta hold his hand. You got to hold that person, per, person's hand and say, it's not the right time. This ain't it. That's what she should have did. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So I, I think one of the things I've been hearing this whole time about Jada's infidelity we're not gonna act like Will ain't been doing nothing, right? Not I think he's all doing it, right. I just want to make sure. I just think yeah, he's right. careful Wait. with his. He has he has messed with the right people who probably has just as much to lose, or they got NDAs, whatever they got worked out. Because right. I heard right. about him and some white woman being together for like there a were long multiple. Time. There were multiple women that when that Will was with, but I do want to say it was not infidelity because they both agreed that at that point in time, they had an open relationship. So nobody cheated on anybody. They agreed that we're going to do whatever. I'm done with you. We're married, but you do what you do. I do what I do. And if we talk again, then fine. But nobody cheated. I do think Jada was sloppy. I think that was, was her downfall. Jada was sloppy. She had the pick of the litter as far as who she could have messed with. And out of all the people you chose to mess with, you chose to play your, sons, your son's best friend who was mentally unstable. You took this boy into your house. You were trying to help him out and y'all ended up having a sexual relationship. So I don't agree with her on that. Will was able to control whoever he was messing with because you never heard anything about it. You might have speculated that he messed with this person or that person, but you cannot name for sure one person that Will slept with while they were doing whatever it was that they were doing. So I just wanted to clear that up. Nobody cheated, but Jada was sloppy as fuck. I will say that. Okay. I call it cheating, but that's all right. I'm just so saying. So what was your question, KB? No, my no, my it was more statements like we're not gonna act like he didn't do nothing, right? And then I think too, I, I was surprised by that article of him getting deals, and they're like smaller studios. I think that article um showed that you found where he is getting some business hold, like you guys were saying, his movies are being placed on hold. I know he's gonna rebound. I think the right thing for him to do is to go quiet. Like he just gotta go go get quiet, right? And I saw surprised that he was getting offers like to do smaller things. I just thought everybody was going to kind of leave him be. And maybe he's pulling out. We don't know if necessarily he's pulling out of some of this stuff or if the companies are pulling out. I don't know if that's been made completely clear. But I think it's the right move. I think it's the right move for right now. Yeah. 
But you know, he like you say, he gonna rebound. I ain't, look them rich people proud. Who said that? Glass of David, them rich people. <laughs> I agree, Glass, because that is that's not if he's smart. Nothing he's dealing with on a regular day. Yeah, if he's smart, he should just pull out and get the help. You know, what's the point? It's not like he need the money. Uh, nope. He needs to be healthy mentally to Perfect. get back to what he's doing. Um, he has no rush. You know, that's what I think he should do. Uh, we said it was a mental break. I completely agree yeah. with you guys. I don't think that was no normal situation. I totally think that was a mental break of some sort because it wasn't rational at all. And I think he's played it safe for so long. You know, he's been mm-hmm. the safe guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just that that little breaking point. But I don't know. I guess I'm still kind of like, I know Jada could have played a part in that thing to kind of smooth it over. But let me know. give you guys an example. Um, we was come. We were coming back from Jamaica with the family. Right. And we know with COVID, Jamaica, third world country, you can imagine how chaotic it was coming back over. Now, me getting frustrated, irritated. You know, start cussing. I'm sick of that, man. I know. And my sons, I guess, start picking up on that. And they start, I got a 10 to 5 year old, and they start, I can't stand here. I can't wait to get home. This is silly, stupid, but I'm not paying attention because I'm just irritated. Right. Then my wife said, Damon, 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 you know, can you calm down a little? The boys are watching. They, they, they feeding off your energy. Just like that. You right. You know, she she called my she knew the right thing to say. If she just would have said, calm down, I would have probably been like, man, I ain't calming down. Forget this. I'm ready to go. You know, I would have probably said something like that. But she knew exactly how to get my attention mm-hmm. to protect myself and the boys, which was your boys are watching. You know, they feed off your energy, Damon. And when she said that, it was kind of like, oh, they are. And I toned it did a three um, 180 rather, you know, it was like, Oh, we good, man. We're going to make the fun, uh, fun out of this situation and vice versa. It's times that I've been out in public and my wife, I can tell, I can start to see it. It's brewing. I'm like, Oh Jesus. And I have to say something to get her attention to bring her back in. So I think that's what glass class was saying about, I don't know how she could have did it, but she, she should have known to do something. That's true. We all got some something to pull us back in. I mean, you got your homies like that. Hey, yeah. think about your wife and your homie about to do some stupid stuff. You can say, hey, man, th- your wife at home, man, think of, yeah, you're right. You know, we all got that. Yeah. And I think that's, she didn't show that. That's just my opinion. Yeah, that's true. And I think we are thinking about, as we get older, like you said earlier, you start looking at stuff differently. Like, I could lose some things because- I know even, you know, the weekend, one of these weekends, I'm not going to say when, um, some people was saying stuff and, you know, the old KB wanted to come out and come talk to a couple of people. And, you know, you got a lot to lose. You know what I mean? You got a lot to lose. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm on the phone like, well, I was there for 45 minutes. Nobody said nothing to me. You know what I mean? So it is. You start to think differently and saying. I got some stuff to lose. Let me let me chill out and just, you know. So I feel that. Especially when you know how hard it took to get to that point in okay. life. Well, this is years of just over, over doing the right thing, trying to do things perfectly so you can be something better for your son's kids' generation. 
And you can lose it just like that if you don't, you mismanage your emotions. Very true. So I just know that we better have a season two of Bel Air. That's all I know. <laughs> so we just want to thank Glass and Damon for being our guests this evening. Thank you, gentlemen, so much for contributing to the conversation. I I, I will say, and I think KB and Shug agree with me that, you know, for the most part, we know how the three of us think and feel about certain topics and our listeners always hear things from a woman's point of view. So we like it every now and then to switch it up a little bit and hear from the men folk and to find out what you guys are thinking and to contribute to the conversation. So thank you all so much. Don't be surprised if we ask you to come back again. So I'm an owner and registered investment advisor for College Wealth Management. Um, I deal with financial planning when I work with people for saving goals, retirement, cash flow, debt uh, management, uh, college education, business planning, and I also do investment management when I do investments for individuals with portfolios, uh, stocks, mutual funds, investments. So I've been in the business about four years, um, decided to branch out and be my own boss. So I've been doing it for a while now, and I love it. Listen, we had a whole episode on GoFundMe because I, everybody know I hate, I say go fund yourself an episode. <laughs> yeah. I hate GoFundMe. So we had a financial planner on as well. Maybe we got to bring you back and have some conversations because I need, mm-hmm. I need our people to be educated on these, on these topics because they still do these damn GoFundMe's with some shit happening. Yeah. Please do. Please do. Glass, where can people find you? Well, you can find me on Facebook, Glass Bart. And um, you can also, if there's anything you need to send email-wise, um, it's OmegaGSB9365 at AOL.com. He's such a Q. He got his Q gill. You know, the, the brush is so, left on all. So I, I, didn't know, I didn't know what the dialogue was. I wanted to make sure the brush represented. So it was Jackie Robinson weekend. I have my Jackie Robinson jersey. I got my Josh Gibson. So. My dad was big on baseball. I was going to put on a baseball jersey, but I didn't want to be uh, seen as a Sigma. So no offense, but, you know, purple and gold. That's not oh my, my line sisters. I don't know if I told you that before, but KB and Sugar are my, two of my line sisters. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's, that we are. So that's oh, what's happy cool. belated. Uh, you turned, I want to say you turned 4-0. Four, four, four okay, okay, okay. Happy belated. Thank you. Okay. You in that for the club now? I wish you in that for the club with me. That's what's up. Look, look, you got a four in front of your age, man. That's wisdom. Hey, yeah. everybody ain't getting to see this, this age. I'm telling All you. Right. So for our Dope, Gifted, and Black segment, we are highlighting sixth grader Javen Thwaites. He currently lives in Sacramento, California. And a few weeks ago, he actually took home the award for his vocal performance for the best children's album, A Colorful World, and he won his first Grammy. So kudos to Javen. He currently attends David Lubin Elementary School, and he likes basketball and hanging out with his friends between classes. So that's pretty amazing. I don't know if he's the youngest person to win a Grammy, but he's pretty young at like 11 years old. So his life can only go up from here. Actually, I want to say it was Blue Ivy. I think Blue Ivy is the youngest. And she was seven. That's right. For songwriting credit. You're right. Thank you, Shug. So I just want to thank the gentlemen again, our guests for being on the show. Uh, For our listeners, please make sure that you follow us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This has been another episode of The Fem Noir Files. 
Bye. Don't forget to listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Play. Connect with us on social media at Fem Noir Files on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Fem Noir Files. Bye.